What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Hello and welcome along to this month's edition of the Music for Modern Living Radio Show right here on Blue and Green Radio. You're locked in with me, Nigel Gentry. Party people, this is Mr. V of Confessions of a Curly Mind broadcasting through Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Ride the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Twisted Souls. You're listening to the Blue and Green podcast, and I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. You're tuned in to another episode of the Blue in Green podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. My name's Imran. Uh, we have an excellent episode lined up for you today. Quick reminder, firstly, that the Blue in Green podcast runs in conjunction with Blue in Green Radio, the online internet radio station based in London, but uh, with the incredible fortune to host uh, exclusive content from across the world, the states, from uh, the UK, uh, to Japan, to uh, San Jose, California, Denver, Colorado, uh, Paris, France, uh, as well as uh, Melbourne, Australia. Loads and loads of places all across the world, which is a thrilling thing to boast. Uh, we have these this podcast series which enables us to catch up with our amazing team, uh, as well as the opportunity to talk to uh, friends and artists um, who make some of the most exceptional music that we're very fortunate enough to be able to champion via this uh, platform. So uh, today sees us connect with our friend Billy Orkstick, uh, founder uh, of Dala Records based in New York and um, we connected with Billy uh, for episode 35 if memory serves me correctly. So to reconnect for episode 67 is very very cool. Um, we've had a great relationship with Dala over the years um, and um, just completely adore so much of the music that they release and we're very fortunate to kind of uh, be able to present a lot of it via blueandgreenradio.com for reviews and interviews and and things like that so uh, we catch up with Billy for the episode today to discuss quarantine life for him in 2020 uh, living in New York City Uh, we discuss the upcoming presidential elections as well which is a timely thing to discuss Uh, bearing in mind the release of Billy's fantastic new single which is called Love Is The Way In so we delve into that um, and the um, kind of the the, the concept and um, everything that put the song into into motion it's something to kind of inspire people uh, particularly uh, in the States to go out and vote and to make their voices heard and uh, really uh, voting is, is is an incredibly important way to inspire change uh, for everyone everywhere. So it, it's a, it's a privilege that should never really be taken for granted. So um, it's yeah, it's great to talk uh, to Billy kind of uh, about the importance of, of his new single and his uh, his absolute adoration for it, which is very very cool. Uh, regular listeners of the podcast will know we play two songs uh, throughout the uh, episode so uh, Billy will be picking our closing number but I have the luxury of picking our opening number and can you guess what it's going to be how incredibly rude would it be for me not to pick uh, this incredible new single so we're going to play Billy Orkstick's Love Is The Way In Um, I very much hope you guys enjoy the episode today Uh, Billy's a great guy to chat with he's um, incredibly knowledgeable got so many cool stories so uh, I have no doubt 
uh, you, you guys are going to thoroughly enjoy this episode and if you've not checked out episode 35 then again I'd sincerely urge you to do that because uh, we kind of learn more about the birth of Dala Records and Billy's time with the amazing Charles Bradley as part of his touring band as well so um, yes Billy Orkslick as always so tip our hat to you thank you very much for your time and um, this is Love Is The Way In and my friends I hope you enjoy the show
sound perfect. Excellent. Yeah, I'm. Uh... So this is the fancy new microphone. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of fancy and it's not <laughs> that new, um, but it's a uh, yeah, it's this ribbon microphone that I use for recording trumpet and vocals usually um, at my home studio. So I have it at, at my house. <laughs> Excellent. I'm I'm honored that you're using it for this. I feel <laughs> I feel really excited about well, it. Listening to as many of your songs of you playing trumpet that I have, I, that is kind of cool. It's funny, yeah. It's it's interesting, like having this mic and just you know just doing an interview on it instead of <laughs> playing like uh, playing on a record. But you know, might as well get that nice uh, sultry it, tone. If at any point you want to reach over to grab the trumpet and give us a, a, a nice intermission, then you're more than welcome to at any point. You know what? <laughs> I would totally do that, but I just moved into a new apartment and oh, nice. it is very like old over here. Oh, I see. <laughs> and so they like the silence, I think, come around, oh, yeah, around yeah, this yeah, right. hour. So usually it's like all, all quiet on the the western front come yeah. seven o'clock <laughs> whereabouts are you based now well so i'm still in the neighborhood that i was i'm just a little bit further uh into that neighborhood so i'm like uh i'm in this neighborhood called ridgewood which is in queens um but it's just next to brooklyn and the neighborhood bushwick where my studio is uh, right. but it's just further it's far enough where there's like one street and once you cross it it's like 50 plus <laughs> and the, the age great the age group <laughs> and and so that's where i am now which i love so much <laughs> how come why do you love it because <laughs> it's such a nice place to escape to um right and just quiet you know because my day-to-day -day is mixing records hearing right sounds blasted in my eardrums <laughs> for hours upon hours so when i come home i just want to you know have that little quiet peaceful place <laughs> did you i i always associated you guys you just with all your musician friends just people jamming at your home all the time anyway it definitely happens and i'm sure it'll happen here uh you know once things are settled down but um right but yeah you know i guess i'm uh I'm, I'm moving into that next phase of life, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? How great. Yeah, you're accepting of it. I love that. That's very cool. Yeah. Well, how, how, how have you been otherwise, dude? I mean, obviously, this is, I guess, the year that everybody wants over as quickly as possible. But uh, we spoke uh, just under a year ago. I think it was about 10 months ago we last had a conversation, which uh, it was a really, really great episode. We had some lovely feedback. So thank you very much for being a part uh of that last conversation but i mean like the world has turned upside down since we last spoke um like how is your your quarantine uh existence how how had it been and like what is what is the state of of this of new york at the moment where you are well um you know in the beginning i would say march like i want to say march right around march 15th because it was right after we had the release show for the Sweet Meg album. Uh, we, we did that right. on March 1st. And so that was like the last 
thing that everyone did <laughs> together, um, which was mm-hmm. great and an awesome way to kind of, uh, you know, just have a little last hurrah. But we had no idea what was coming, even on March 1st. Yeah. Um, and if we had yeah. known, we probably wouldn't have even done that show. Um, mm. But I would say from, you know, the rest of March, April, May, in New York, it was just scary, you know. Um, people were, you know, just not, um, doing anything. Um, you know, I barely, I don't think I saw a single friend besides my roommate, my old roommate for all of April, all of May, probably, uh, Mm. you know, everyone just kind of started hunkering down. Um, and so, you know, in that respect, it was, pretty uh you know dark and depressing and uh you know there wasn't because normally you can like escape you can go out you know out to a show you can if you're feeling yeah if there's a a moment you know if you're getting down you can like yeah go see friends but literally all that obviously was um was was done um so i you know i would say without having you know the the ability to connect with friends over zoom or do remote recording sessions which i ended up doing quite a few of like if those hadn't existed it would have been really bad (laughs) you know if we were living in 1930 like when the last one of these hit (laughs) i'm sure it was pretty sad you know um but luckily we have this medium where we can still kind of semi collaborate when it comes to music. Um, So I think a lot of my friends ended up kind of just hunkering down and working on remote sessions, um, you know, writing material at home a lot. Uh, I I actually had a, uh, it it was like a songwriters zoom, uh, like weekly meeting with some of my close friends. Uh, you would know Kyle Lacey, uh, Melon Kim. Wow. Amazing. Steve Garvin. Uh, oh my and gosh. so we all would meet weekly and prepare a song, a new song based on a theme that we set the week before or, oh, or like so a prompt, cool. you know? And so we did that for probably I would say at least two months straight, just Amazing. every week. And that really helped um, because it gave you, you know, it gave us like purpose, you know, <laughs> it gave, gave us something to like look forward to and then seeing our friends, even though it was over a screen. Mm. Um, what were some of the themes that you guys had set as, as tasks? We did one week where you were supposed to write a song that didn't rhyme. That was cool. I could do that. I'm brilliant. That that. was cool. Yeah, no. And because normally that's the thing, you know, maybe for me and some other people, that's where you get caught up. It's like, oh, I got to make every Mm. other line rhyme. That's kind of like a model that people adhere to. But yeah, sure. um, We specifically were like, don't rhyme. And so that actually produced some pretty sweet songs. Um, And then I'm trying to think of, what some of the other ones were. Oh, we like, we found a painting in one of uh, our houses and we wrote a song inspired by the painting. 
Amazing. Uh, That's, oh, wow. So just, you know, <laughs> like et- literally anything that would get us, you know, doing something that was, that was kind of the, the goal of that. And yeah, I think we each came away with like probably half a dozen new songs from that. Oh, wow. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so, you know, with, with, with those little things kind of getting us by and then, you know, come, I would say August or so we were able to start playing outside, um, in the city, like outside, uh, in front of venues that were still closed, Mm -hmm. but, um, kind of setting up little sets, uh, acoustic sets. And so, so that's kind of what we've been doing since, yeah, probably August. Um, were there yeah. rules in place for, for trumpet players? Because I, I had heard there was, uh, I don't know if it's just parts of the States or all over, but they were saying about trumpet players weren't allowed because obviously you're in theory blowing, so, you know, towards a so crowd. So get this, get this. I just saw a video <laughs> of my friend, an excellent trumpet player, one of the best trumpet players in the city, I think. His name's Kai Sandoval. He put up an Instagram video of him holding his trumpet in front of a candle and (laughs) and playing trumpet and the candle does not move because what a trumpet does it vibrates sound so when you're playing a note from trumpet there's no air coming out of the actual bell that's so if you but if you like empty your spit valve, which is like, you know, spit kind of accumulates in the horn and you have to mm-hmm. empty the little valve, that'll produce mm-hmm. um, air. But all the myths of like, oh, you're spreading COVID, like playing trumpet, actually not true at all. Like there's actually no wow. air coming out of a horn. So, yeah. So at the end of the video, he was like, so please hire us. Like, <laughs> which I thought was amazing. I was like, yep. Repost immediately. <laughs> that's very cool so what is the situation like now are you uh have they opened doors to inside venues or is that still not happening in in new york still not happening um actually i think there's maybe like one place that has that's like a brand new facility uh it's the city winery in the west village um and it has this like brand new ventilation system and the ceilings are what looks like like 50 feet high it's like this massive kind of almost like factory looking venue and i think they're one of the only ones um because of just the way it's built whereas Mm -hmm. all these other venues in brooklyn they are not built for covid like it is the exact opposite of that um just because of how close quarters they usually are um so yeah indoor venues still not really happening um so yeah for the most part people are kind of playing outside still uh until it until it snows (laughs) i was gonna say the clock's ticking on that a little bit yeah (laughs) yeah they're they're trying to say that like restaurants and places can have those kind of heaters you know those outdoor heaters but right. those can't be cheap, you know, so that's like a whole nother expense yeah. for some. So, yeah, we're, we're really not sure uh, what's going to happen come winter. So it's a little bit, you know, 
unnerving. Mm. Were there were there things that were specifically planned that you for yourself or uh, or, or, or as a team uh, that you had over the summer? Were there specific gigs or festivals or anything like that that you guys had lined up? Yeah, we were gonna do well uh, related to to Dala. We were gonna do a release show for Camelia Hartman's latest single that we put out in. It was a great song. Oh, yeah. thanks. Uh, we put out in what May, I think. Um, so yeah, the moment your eyes met mine. That's right? the one. Yep. Beautiful song. Yeah. Thank you. Beautiful. Um, so we weren't able to do a show for that. Uh, we were actually going to play with this great singer from. Um, uh, oh my gosh, I don't want to get it wrong. Argentina, I believe Argentina, uh, who's a mm. friend of the Daptone family, and they make soul music down in Argentina. And she was going to come up and play us a, a set along with Camelia at that show. So I was oh, looking wow. forward to that, but it, unfortunately, it didn't happen. Um, yeah. And then for myself, I had like a whole series of gigs with uh, that artist Grizz that I've been touring with. Um, for probably the past two years now um right so we were we had like coachella we had like massive summer festivals uh he was going to be super busy um so you know hopefully they just get postponed rather than canceled altogether um yeah i think people are starting to reschedule stuff for like next summer i've seen people actually Mm -hmm. like booking dates uh you know you'll see it like on the calendar so hopefully <laughs> that still happens <laughs> yeah there's a, there was a lot of rescheduling over over here as well but um over here we've just uh parts of the country have entered into what they've called tier two which is uh like a new wave of like a, a sort of severity like so people in who are in tier two where we're based mm. um if you're in a tier two territory you now can't mingle in other people's houses you can meet people outside but you can't go to people's homes because uh, those restrictions had been lifted a little while ago mm-hmm. so they're yeah so things are getting sort of i guess take we've taken a huge two steps backwards now which is um very unfortunate and they're predicting this will go on for about another six months yeah well uh, from i was now, talking so. to my friend uh who lives in dublin and she was saying a similar thing like they had actually opened some venues for some small shows like limited capacity shows but then as of maybe last week i think she said that they had to kind of retract it um because of some new you know circumstances um so yeah. you know well uh, uh yeah it's it's crazy <laughs> I, I just hope people get the picture and and just you know stay safe so that we can get back out there sooner than later yeah there's that's a huge you see it almost every day just people outside you can see they've just got that mark of it won't happen to me you know it's not going to affect me you know in any way so they have a a flagrant approach to uh i don't know mask wearing or how they interact with people they shouldn't be interacting with so it's yeah yeah you see it quite a lot and it's unfortunate yeah yeah we just gotta maybe i'll play my trumpet at them be like hey Just blast a blast a note at their face, like, <laughs> come on. That's a, that's a great. Yeah, you could police certain areas in your neighborhood, and then they just run. <laughs> they really run good. home 
and they have nowhere else but to go but home because <laughs> I just chase them back home. <laughs> yes. That's very good. Maybe I'll start doing that in New York. Okay. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? <laughs> that would go down well. I can't see anything going wrong with it. <laughs> Let me know how it goes. You might see me in like TMZ, like in the, like, <laughs> like Perez. Who is this masked trumpet player? Who, this vigilante? Who's... <laughs> for the good of the people. Yeah. For the good of musicians. <laughs> You've, um, I suppose New York has, well, uh, everywhere, I guess in the States has, sort of had an added layer of oh what's the word uh trauma heartbreak uh earlier this this summer with obviously it it coming to terms with the circumstances surrounding George Floyd's um uh death mm -hmm. as well i mean i've spoken to a couple of people in in new york who really talk about how intense it was to be there during those those protests and sort of in the heat of of that moment and how how difficult it was and sort of the level of just intensity and sort of strong feelings that they were from people all around how, how was it where you were it was as you say very powerful um you 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 almost had to be like um extra aware of you know all the 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 protests being organized throughout the city because they were so massive it would you know you were headed from a to b and you literally couldn't get to b because of yeah. just this giant protest um and the whole city seemed to just you know go up and people were just so enraged and um you know ready to do anything uh, to make a difference. And, mm. um, yeah, I, I didn't go to too many protests because I was about to visit my family, um, like mm. right after it happened. And, uh, so I was, I was trying to lay like kind of low because I, I didn't yeah. want to, you know, put their health at risk. Of course. So like I yeah. kind of almost started to just, be proactive uh as much as i could from home um mm. you know by you know any means donating um sharing information on protests that were happening um you know just trying to like guide people to the right resources um and yeah it was i mean it was incredible um Definitely nothing that I had ever experienced before uh, in my lifetime. And, and uh -huh. it did feel like we were almost, yeah, the epicenter, um, you know, of that. And then we were also the epicenter of COVID. And it was just this crazy kind of tornado of, uh, of yeah. things that happened. Um, but, the, you know, the people were like, oh, the protests are going to, you know, uh, make COVID get worse. And it definitely did not. You know, people were the most safe in terms of respecting people um, during those protests and, you know, just needed to make their voices heard. Um, mm. So, yeah, no, I, I was, uh, I, you know, I was just amazed at how powerful it was. Um, yeah. yeah. Just seeing it from here was, you know, obviously uh, 
yeah powerful is, is that's really the, the sort of the best word for it i mean it's sort of it's a lot to process in just the extraordinary sort of circumstances as they already were but then this you know this explosion of of kind of rage mm-hmm. uh that kind of that 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 spawned and it was um yeah it was heartbreaking but i guess from these horrible horrible moments of uh, the last uh, six, seven months, um, there have been these these joyous sort of results, and uh, uh, and artists who have had to had their entire you know careers for uh, the indefinite future kind of hit reset, you know, and how they've gone about sort of making money and promoting themselves and performing, and everything has had to basically be reset. And but we've had this wonderful uh, result uh, for yourself with uh, the release of the new single "Love Is the Way In," which is something of an uh, accumulation of everything that's been going on in the last uh, six odd months, and it's um, you basically channeling your creativity towards the notion of your uh, the upcoming uh, presidential elections currently due. Is it the second or the third of November? The third. Mm-hmm. It's the third, isn't it? Um, and uh, you have this amazing single, which is basically encouraging people to go out and vote and make the difference, let their voices be heard. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. I, uh, I, you know, I had written the song actually, I would say almost two years ago at this point. Um, oh, wow. It was definitely a response to, you know, um, our, our most recent president getting into right. office in the first place. And then I think, you know, just as all this stuff happened as of late, it became just more and more uh, relevant and meaningful. And, um, you know, I was like, I, I need to release this now. Like this has to, you yeah. know, it's, it's been a while since I wrote it, but like now is the time. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I would perform it at, at shows of my own in the, in the past year or so. And people always resonated with it. I think because I enjoy performing it almost the most out of any of my songs, um, because it does have that like critical message to it. And, um, you know, it's, it's very, uh, conversational. It's like me just talking to you (laughs) about what, you should do, you know, and, and how yeah. we might get out of this mess. Um, so yeah, I think it, it really, it's, it, it was a good time for it to, to come out. And, um, from all, all the folks that have talked to me about it, it seems that it's, it's resonating with people. Um, and, and they're just, uh, yeah they're enjoying it so so I'm, I'm glad yeah it's a it's a great song it's a really inspired song and uh, i think to take the uh the approach it's a much more measured response than melon kim's bad man <laughs> <laughs> which is a brilliant brilliant song i, I love that record so much Thanks, um but i, I your uh, your kind of approach with this one is kind of you know looking forward and let's let's do what we can to make that change and right. um and make those uh make those yeah make that change and it's a, it's an important message it's such a it's an, it's a vital message mm-hmm. uh, uh with everything that's happened for for this year um with um there's a great lineup of musicians uh that kind of collaborate on the song like how how do you tend to 
pick. I, well, for, sorry, for this song, you have, you, as you've already mentioned, Carl Lacey, you have Alex Shakur, Vince, um, am I going to pronounce this right? Vince Chirito? That's correct. 100% correct. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> he's going to be happy. Uh, <laughs> he'll just say, just take the question mark off at the end. Uh, Vince Chirito um, <laughs> and Alex Pines as well. When you go and when, you know, you'll, you'll work with, uh, there's a lot of frequent names for you um, that you work with. Uh, including Alex Shakur, uh, Steve Garvin. Um, uh, how do you go about picking how you kind of who you who's going to make your ensemble for a record? Well, sometimes it's as easy as just who's around, like who's at the mm. studio <laughs> when I right. when the when that day is upon us. Um, and it was very much the situation with this song where I believe. Myself and Kyle were in the process of starting his album right when we recorded this song. So right. his record, The Road to Tomorrow, we were probably like in the first stage of recording that. And so oh, wow. Kyle was over at the studio a lot and he plays drums like I, you know, you would never believe this guy just hops on the drum kit and he like sounds like a professional drummer. Uh so I was like, okay, and that's not that's like his list of of, of talents isn't like drums, not even the th- it, the selling it, point. It's vocalist, yeah. songwriter, guitarist, and where's drums come from? Yeah, yeah, he's he's just like he's just got he's got the gift. <laughs> that, Amazing. Um, so yeah, so him, I asked him, and and then Vince, who you know is my studio partner at Hive Mind, my studio, um, and then also you know used to play with Charles, so one of my closest. Yeah. his buddies and um yeah i just felt like the combination of of kyle and then like vince's kind of you know more soul background um um would would be a good mix um and then i played piano and then alex uh shakur uh overdubbed his guitar part later on um and then i actually even played a little of that fuzz guitar that's kind of in there a little quiet um dabbling in the in the other instruments i do <laughs> um, yeah yes there's a long list just, for yourself as well which is amazing you know, just 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 a little bit just enough where it's like okay <laughs> i'm gonna get this part down and and then i will put this instrument back in its stand <laughs> um but yeah and then it, it kind of all came together i i kind of did the rest of it on my own uh with the vocals but um yeah it was it was a you know, really fun song to put together. And um, yeah, you know, just hope uh, people, you know, listen and and, uh, respond to it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think you're you're kind of getting the um, the buzz to kind of go in and for a more full length project, like a full on EP or album or anything like that as Billy the Kid? Definitely, definitely. I'm I've got around five or six songs that are nearly finished right now. Um, but the interesting thing is that they all kind of sound almost very different um, from each other. Um, just because I've recorded them maybe over the past year or two, um, all these these new songs. Um, so I'm trying to figure out how to best release them. I think I might do kind of like a just a, like a a b side um f- right. for like a handful of of releases after this one 
um, since, you know, they they seem to come in pairs of two for me <laughs> for some weird reason uh, in terms of like vibe. Um, right. So I, th- I think I'm going to go for that. But I, I would love to eventually put out a full length album because I'm kind of kind of due for that for that full length. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised they sound different. One of them doesn't rhyme. The other one's about a painting in your uh, house. The- <laughs> of course, they're all different. <laughs> but it's funny, though, because I feel like those songs, those aren't even ones that I'm referencing. Those are actually going to go well together because they were all written so close together, I feel like. Just yeah. were all written during the quarantine. Um, so they all kind of have that same energy to them. So, um, yeah, I think once I get to those, that'll... That'll be a nice uh, group of songs. You know what you guys should do is when, as soon as you're kind of able, uh, I think it was five of you. I, I think that was part of the writing group. You should you should all get in a studio and each pick one of each of your songs and put out an EP called the Quarantine Sessions and just have a nice random uh, scattering of the songs that each one wrote for a, a nice release. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be excellent. And I think there's been some rumors of that potentially going down um, oh amazing so that might already happen we also had the funny idea to maybe do like a podcast of the songwriter session like workshop uh that's genius <laughs> where we are all that's in a really circle good. and bring in our song perform it and then we all kind of critique it um between you know the five of us so is it is it difficult i guess when you're presenting a song in that context where like like a writer's group where everyone is now going to comment on it i would say it's it's even more fun because of the people that are in it and just the relationships that we have now and that we've developed right. and like we respect each other so much um so that you know, normally, you know, the classic thing is like, you know, you're pretty insecure about your song. Like, you don't know if it's good. So to play it for some of your closest friends and then get like really good feedback that you trust is kind of awesome. And I actually, I look forward to that whenever we would do it. You know, I was like excited to do it. That's a very cool thing to have done. It was always, you know, it was important to maintain that kind of creative that creativity in yourself wasn't it absolutely yep keep just those muscles working um yeah. and I, yeah i think you know we definitely got better too at at writing from that um it, it almost felt like a like a class you know <laughs> like you we were in like yeah. a like an advanced songwriter like ap course <laughs> i don't know right. i don't know do Mel and Kim write together or do they, were they write separately? They were writing separately, mm-hmm. which, right. which uh, was awesome because they're in their own right. They're each incredible songwriters and have awesome mm. voices of their own. Um, yeah. Both as writers and vocalists. So it, it, it was cool to get to see them flourish a little bit too uh, individually during it. Yeah. Do, does there a talk actually while we're talking about Mel and Kim, is there ever talk about, them guys them two getting back in the studio for more releases under their own name absolutely there we actually have we have one song right now that is written and has been written um that we are all really excited to record so i hope we can record that soon um 
and uh, yeah, get some more some more music out from them. Oh, that, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. That would be great. Their Bad Man single is a real, yeah, it's a real winner. Really awesome number. Thank really you. Is. I appreciate that. Uh, since we since we last spoke, um, obviously you've had the the, the full length release of uh, Sweet Meg uh, and the Wayfarers with Under the Moonlight. Now you, I remember when we spoke, you talked about uh, that as an upcoming project, and you were really really excited about it. Uh, were you guys happy with how it was released? It was a fantastic project. Yeah, no, uh, we were very excited, very proud of how it all came together. Um, you know, we, we put together the full 12 inch LP, uh, you know, with the, the full on vinyl release, uh, which is always really fun and yeah. kind of scary <laughs> to put together. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, it came together beautifully. Um, we had some awesome photos by my friend Alex Pines um, for the for the front and back. And um, my buddy Paul, who does our typography for all of our releases right. he he did the the type for for the for the jacket um and then yeah the, i mean the music was incredible and just so easy for me to put together because they recorded that whole thing 100 percent live and there were no overdubs no edits hmm. and so the record was technically done like in two days uh and then the rest was just Gosh. planning the release um, and getting everything looking good and, and, um, you know, letting people know about it. Um, cool. so yeah, no, I've, I've had, uh, many trips to the post office over here, sending out records <laughs> and we just, um, sent a big batch to our distributor out in California, um, called fat beats. And so they're distributing the record to record stores, um, internationally. So Amazing. if there's any record stores listening and you want some great new music, um, check out Sweet Meg. And uh, yeah, and they can order through Fat Beats to stock in their record stores. Amazing. Yeah. That's very cool. I'm glad to hear <laughs> it is. it went so well because it was a real... Um, yeah, it's a real, it was an excellent record. I kind of love that. I always say that whenever I write about a, a new Dala release, I'm always sort of citing the kind of the variety that, that you guys are able to present with each release, whether it be North, Northern Soul or something considered to be more rockier, like uh, Ray Mason singles or mm -hmm. Georgia Lee Johnson, that kind of folky soul uh, uh, presentation of her excellent, was it Lang Languages EP, yep. which is so good. Um, and it's just, it's, yeah, the variety of, 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 the, of the projects under the label. It's always really exciting. Thanks. No, I think that's, that's kind of our approach, I guess, and part of what we want to be is just like, um, and I've been, actually been thinking about this more um, just as the years have gone by, like, why do I do that? Why do, why do I put out all these different types of music? And it's, it's just a reflection of my experience in New York City and what I've experienced around me as a musician. It's just all these yeah. different sounds. And so that's kind of what I'm reflecting back into these records is just everything that's come at me. Um, and that's just, you know, um, I think that's what I, I do a lot. I, I'll, I'll absorb a sound or a style or something, and then I'll, I'll want to recreate it. I'll want to try and make my own version. Um, right. you know, and, and obviously it comes out sounding a little different, but, uh, yeah, I think that's, 
that's kind of what has occurred thus far <laughs> are there any ideas you currently have that you're kind of keen to sort of try out <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh you're gonna go edm now aren't well, you <laughs> you're close you're kind of close oh my gosh okay no not wow not that, what have you got not that close not that close um, <laughs> um and it, it's actually already partly recorded i i don't know if you've noticed over a lot of these releases we'll use these synthesizers called the arp synthesizers oh i have noticed that because i'm a credits guy so yes so i don't know if you're familiar with these keyboards but they were kind of the contemporaries of the moog synthesizers um in okay. the 70s the early 70s it was kind of the moog and the arp and they were kind of competing for the market um so moog obviously won and they're the more famous keyboard now but arps were used by everyone under the sun in the 70s and you know stevie wonder todd rundgren and so i recently have gotten this like weird obsession with these synthesizers and <laughs> I have two of them at my studio, two original ARPs, um, and they've made it onto a lot of these recordings, uh, the Georgia Lee Johnson, the Ray Mason, uh, the Hook Brothers. You'll, you'll hear a lot of the ARP. And so not too long ago when I was had a lot of time on my hands, uh, I wanted to basically learn these synthesizers more deeply because um, I'm not the biggest synthesizer guy so i don't really know a lot about them but i basically pulled up the manual <laughs> and went through the manual what step one through whatever 100 and wow. learned all these sounds and then in the process basically made like a synthesizer album because <laughs> i recorded it what i was doing um kind of almost making demos for myself to like hear how these synthesizers worked and exploring wow. the sounds of them. But then I had my drum machine, the Maestro Rhythm King that I'll use on, you know, half, half of our records. Um, I had that going as kind of a, just a, a metronome. And so I layered this whole, uh, you know, I, I, f I feel like I have about six songs that's just the Rhythm King. And then all the rest of the sounds are made by the ARPs, the synthesizers. Um, so, so you got, oh you, you might God. be hearing that sometime soon <laughs> that it's, it's done or well, I like would say you, 75%, you, 75%. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. With vocal, will there be vocals on it? There I'm thinking maybe some sort of, um, like almost ethereal sounding kind of like a Karungbin vocal track. Where it's like wow, like wordless vocals, wordless vocals, like, more yeah. just a texture, like heavy reverb. Um, but the synthesizers will kind of be the main focus. Um, no, nice. <laughs> that sounds really exciting, dude. <laughs> I hope people don't just immediately like unfollow me when I <laughs> when I release that. No, not that genuinely sounds compelling. I can't imagine anybody wanting to <laughs> unfollow you as a result. They're like, no, Dollar Records, you're, you suck now. <laughs> I think I might have said this to you before, but like surely this is the dream, you know, like to be in the situation where you can just make music in this capacity and release it through 
through Dala, through your own label. I mean, this is this has got to be as good as it gets, right? I am truly blessed that I have the means to do all of this. And yeah, I definitely don't take it for granted. Um, and I almost, as of late, see that this is like my way to contribute even more so to society. Um, you know, I might not be the one at the head of the crowd protesting, but I'm going to be writing some songs that really strike a chord and, um, you know, just stuff that I think reflects like the, the times and the feelings of the times. Um, so that, Mm -hmm. that's kind of, that's how I see it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm lucky to do this full time. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Amazing. Before I let you go, there's one was one other thing I desperately want to talk to you about, and it's your contributions to the amazing Anbisa Orchestra, yeah. who uh, we're huge fans of here. Uh, love uh, Nadav. He's uh, such a great guy. We're very lucky to have spoken to him for a somewhat recent episode, actually, uh, of these podcasts as oh, well. Nice. Uh, he's such yeah. a great guy. Yeah, oh, he's awesome. Yeah, we, we had a really, really good chat. Yeah. And um He's awesome, speaks incredibly highly of you and your involvement for uh, Ambisa's previous uh, handful of singles that they've done. Uh, This year they released their uh, live recording as well, uh, which uh, went up on their Bandcamp page uh, with proceeds going to uh, Black Lives Matter. And what was really exciting is that you were on it uh, as well, which is very, very cool. So I think that's probably the first live recording I've, I've managed to catch you uh, playing trumpet on which was super cool oh, nice. other than having seen you live actually right. at jazz cafe uh, was it last year or the year before yeah um so uh but yeah but that was pretty cool to kind of have that how do you kind of uh w- what's your relationship with uh nadal and uh and bisa i mean they're they've now become brothers almost it feels like um they're just some of the sweetest guys uh and yeah, they, they took me in to their family, you know, as, as if I was, you know, just had, had always been there. And, uh, yeah, from the gigs with Nbessa or, uh, with Gili Yalo, the singer from Ethiopia. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. those have been some of the most fun gigs, um, just because it's, it's relatively new music to my ears, the Ethiopian jazz, um, it's it's like it's just something that i didn't really know about until i met them and mm. it's just opened up this whole other side of 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 things to me and uh and so yeah i those guys are incredible they're like some of the most incredible musicians i've met in new york and anywhere they're just They'll they'll run circles around me and I and then I just play the blues scale and I'm just like, all right, this is what I can do. And and I love Nadab because he's like, actually, that's what we like. Like play the blues. Um and and so it's just been so much fun to to play with them and um you know, get to know that style of music more and, yeah. and get, get yeah. to know them better too. So they really uh, it's it's very intricate. They're not just playing it, he has such a deep appreciation and understanding of it you know mm-hmm. he goes like the history of 
of of that of, of sort of that style of music as well he's he's almost an encyclopedic kind of knowledge on it it's uh he has a really great vision i think for for Besser, which is very very cool totally yeah and it it's almost it's it's like it kind of mimics i guess like what i would say i am with soul music you know with american mm-hmm. soul music uh it, it it we kind of have equal weirdly insane amount of knowledge about that those different types of styles and so i i really appreciate just like their commitment to that music and like playing it you know just with so much soul um but then you know their voices shine through the music so it's yeah i i hope to do many more you know records and and shows with those guys yeah amazing Amazing. Yeah, it's a great combination. I was very excited to sort of have this stuff with your name attached to it. It's very, very cool. So congratulations to you, to all of you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, uh, thanks again, as always, for your time, dude. I really, really enjoy getting to, to hang out with you. And I really appreciate we did this one a bit last minute. So I really appreciate you making the time. Um, your new single is fantastic. Love is the way in. And uh, we'll obviously do everything we can to have people uh, hear the song, uh, which would have kicked off this episode today and uh, hopefully encourage people to go out and purchase the song, but also be inspired to to get out and make their voices heard as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, dude. As you know, uh, we have a, uh, our guest picks a closing song uh, for each episode of these podcasts. So may I ask, um, what did you have in store? Yes. Yeah, so drum roll. <laughs> this is the debut single from Saracen, our newest artist on Dollar Records. And it's dropping in two weeks from when I'm talking to you. Uh, (laughs) I forget the date, Um, but it will be followed by a full length record um, that we're shooting to be released in July or not July, December. (laughs) Sorry. Um, We're off a few. Where did I get July? Um, (laughs) It might be July, you know, with how things are going now um yeah gosh. but uh no it's it's um it's a super cool project um saracen is um the artist known as saracen is my friend mike saracen and he is a keyboardist vocalist uh arranger composer um based in brooklyn and um I've been performing with him in multiple bands around the city um, for, I would say, the past couple of years now. And these songs are just um, a collection of, of his experiences throughout his life. And we were happy to finally put them together into a record. Um, and so this song is the first single off the record. And it's called Let's Make Room. Road before over 
Hey, hey, hey. 